Thank you for listening to the podcast. This is Sten. I would like to announce that my team in Nashville is looking to add an experienced advisor. This advisor would have approximately four years or more of experience, but more importantly, this advisor is looking for a new challenge. This advisor wants to take the elite path and reject the average path in our industry. In this role, you will work right alongside me growing your business. Together, we will help level up legacy as an organization. If you think you're up for this challenge, you can go to stenmorgan.com backslash apply to answer the questionnaire. Or if you're listening to this and you're thinking of another advisor that could be a good fit, please make that connection. If that advisor becomes an advisor on our team, I will send you a $5,000 referral fee. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. All right, everybody, welcome to the podcast. I'm here with Gavin. Uh, we It's taken us about four times to start the podcast today because he keeps messing up, but no, I'm just kidding. Thanks for coming, brother. <laughs> Thanks. I appreciate it. You bet. Tell us about your practice. Very impressive practice. Big team. You're the kind of advisor everybody wants to hang out with, the leader that people want to follow, uh, which is not natural for everyone. I don't know if it's always been natural for you, but give us kind of a peek behind, you know, go back a little bit and how'd you get in the business? Was it kind of the average typical path? And then I want to get to where, you know, I've been able to watch you firsthand make this big shift, Mm. you know, kind of take your practice to the next level. Yeah. So, um, Got into practice probably like most of us um, through just uh, started a broker dealer, an insurance company, and just thought I was going to be this like successful financial advisor that was going to manage a whole bunch of money. I think I was 23 when I started. Figured out really quickly that <laughs> a lot of people weren't willing to give me their life savings. <laughs> and so really pivoted to just did a lot of risk, risk management, insurance focused stuff for the first five, six years, seven years, and um, really learned that side of the business, learned how to fact find really well. Um, the company I'm at is really focused on like fact finding and found myself actually doing a lot of the stuff that you know we charge fees for today, which was learning how to deal with real estate agents and deal with mortgage brokers and deal with uh, CPAs and just really diving into all the stuff because I always wanted to provide more value than I felt that the insurance was giving. Yep. And so... Uh, which was really fun. Uh, I had a mentor, Jeff King. He's uh, my, actually my business partner. And so about five years ago, we said, let's just merge our practices together and just do this together. Cause it's, man, it's a lonely business. Like when you're just doing this by yourself, it's, it can be brutal some days as we all know. So uh, it's been a lot more fun just working with someone and then build it. It's easier to build something that we built together than just trying to do it on your own dime. Um, so I like spending his money too, which nice. is uh, fun. So that's uh, kind of our story. That's that's how we've done it. Were you guys both solo advisors at that point? Yeah. Did you guys that have he was admin support or junior advisor, pair planner stuff? Yeah. So when we came together, uh, Jeff, uh, he's been in the business 27 years and I've been in 17 years. And he had um, he had a just admin, you know, traditional like assistant to advisor. I had mine. We merged those together, and then we hired two uh, two guys from our internship program, and then another guy that I knew actually from church. And nice. so we were a team of six pretty quickly when we merged together. Yep. And then that six is uh, you know just then we've gone from there. Yeah, and you're you're in the Northwestern system. Yeah, that's where I started, and I, I got great training. I think unfortunately I look back, and there was some stigma in my mind of like I didn't want to be the insurance advisor. Yeah, and 
at that time, the office I had been in, like that was that was what they did well. We didn't talk about investments. Planning wasn't really a, a pillar yet. Mm. And, and I'm sensing as I talk to more and more advisors that they're they're somewhat turned off by the the, the insurance foundation model. Yep. It gave me so it gave me confidence. It taught me how to sell. The training was great. As you look back to you know young Gavin, you've been able to progress and build a very balanced practice on a great platform. What would you say to a young advisor that that thinks I just want to trade stocks in New York? That's the sexy part. Yeah, and there's no way I could build a healthy practice in, in all these kind of older broker dealer insurance companies. Yeah, what would you say to that? I would say good luck. Uh, I want to do the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Now, uh, you know, general studies degree from LSU wasn't uh, getting a bunch of million dollar clients. I don't think any 22 year olds getting that. Yeah. So, I mean, what Northwestern has taught me and just thankful for the company. And uh, there's a guy named Al Granham that wrote this book. It's called The Green Book. And it's just a way how to build your financial services practice. Mm-hmm. And it actually is like still, man, it's still really relevant today. I don't care if you go RIA from the start, you go to you know LPL, which independent broker dealer, or we're independent broker dealer as well. Yep. You have to client build from the start. And you got to get people to trust you with some aspect of their planning and i mean i wish we had fee-based planning when i started i think that could have really helped me you know progress faster because i could you can help people with so much stuff but you can't get compensated on it and i mean because you're you're dealing with the things that where people live every day it's like i mean i literally had a meeting yesterday with some good friends that they're trying to build their forever home and it's just navigating, okay, how do we get the loan? How, do, how much money do we cash do we need to have? How much do we need to put down? And there's no commission for that, right? Sure. But man, this is like the most important thing these people are going to do in a really long time. Like they're perfect savers for retirement. They're, you know, so I just say client build, like get to where people live and just like help them with problems and bring solutions to the table. Yeah, but 24-year-old Sten, those people would have left that meeting with an A-share mutual fund and a term policy for sure. <laughs> oh, no, for sure. I mean, they have some term insurance with me because of that. That's right. <laughs> so they've been clients forever, so they got their nice little you know term policy with us. Yeah, yeah. I think the this can be a lonely business. And I think community community is big. I know when I started at Northwestern, the fact that I had like people in my training class and there was some some competitive yep. meetings and interactions. Even though there's times where I'm like, man, I wish I was charging fees right away. The industry really wasn't doing it then. That wasn't just isolated to you know one firm. Is that if you try to get into this business and you go full independent right away and you don't even join a team, that's brutal. Like I didn't even know what this business was. Yeah, Northwestern taught me what it was. Like, oh, what does a financial advisor actually do? And then I went on my journey of kind of saying, well, the, the next place is going to be the best. The next place is going to be the best. And I look back and I'm like, I always had what I needed to build a great mm-hmm. practice. It was more head trash than anything. So I appreciate you speaking to that. So started there, you partnered up, you guys started building a team, which, you know, we'll we'll talk about that a little bit more too. But then you found there was something that unlocked inside of you to said, hey, all this experience and time is valuable. And I I now need to convince myself that I can actually charge for it. Yeah. Well, that, that was, you're a huge help in that. And I didn't know you when you helped me actually through this. And it's actually a guy that I was coaching uh, said, Hey, you heard this dude, Stin? I'm like, I ain't heard of no dude named Stin. <laughs> nice. And I'm actually like a podcast. Like I love podcasts. Like I've listened to 
podcast like crazy. And I'd never heard of your podcast. And he, he actually introduced me to, uh, and he's one of the guys that came with us to your event. Um, so I listened to you for, I mean, I'd probably say seven or eight months. Mm-hmm. And I'd actually got into fee-based planning because of your podcast and just like, man, I could, this dude is doing that. Like he ain't that good. I could, I could be, <laughs> that's my hope is that people will look and be like, man, if he can do it, I can do it. That's the goal. Exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so man, I just like dove head first and I really didn't know what I was doing. And, but I mean, it was going well. And then, you know, obviously we'll probably get there, but going to your event, it's just like, you know, your eyes just open to like, okay, this is possible. This dude in Franklin, Tennessee is doing all this fee base. So we could definitely do it, but okay. no, just, just your, the way that you frame things and the way that you helped us see what we're already doing, because I mean, man, to sell insurance and like to do insurance planning for clients, you got to do a lot of stuff in addition yeah. to that. In you're, my giving, you're giving away a lot for free. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how many times I've just bad dreams about it. Still, we're all months and months of work and you get to the finish line and it's like, they stop calling you back or they just don't do anything. And you're like, I, I can't even emotionally handle the exercise of, of going back and calculating how much time and energy I just spent. And that the industry in general just says, it's okay because you'll get the next one and just keep doing that thing. Uh, if I would have stayed in that lane, I would I probably wouldn't have stayed in the business. Yeah. Well, I'm just an idiot. So I did. But, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. You just weren't smart enough to question it. No. Like, let me go for 16 years of misery. <laughs> But I mean, you're making good money and progressing. Like it was good enough to some degree, right? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, definitely afforded me and my family the lifestyle that we wanted and uh, created amazing like friendships and clients and, you know, just trust among them. And and then we found fee, uh, you know, AUM business and charging fees in that, from that aspect. And that really was a game changer for us. And then this has just elevated the whole thing. So it's it's complimentary to both sides, really. Yeah. Um, you know, it's, it just makes it a lot more fun too. really like, like clients know where we were, where we're sitting with them and like that honesty and that like transparency just opens up. Like people want that and craving that. No, I mean, dude, I love like the arguments on LinkedIn, but if clients read the crap that advisors put on social media, they would be like, I'm not working with anybody. Yeah. And I love the arguments because it's just hilarious, but it's like, we don't even know, like no one can agree on anything in our industry. So wow. yeah, like, I think the fee-based side just dismisses all that and yep. just, Hey, this is what I'm charging. And this is what I'm going to help you with. So you listen to the podcast, you were open-minded to it. Um, one of your guys said, listen to the podcast first. And eventually kind of shout out to you. We, we talk about the average path and the lead path. Gavin is still holds the record for how many people he brought to one event. Um, yeah. I know. I think you asked for a big discount and we said no. And you were, no, no, no. I got a little discount, but not much. I think Andy is before I knew you. And I was like, wait, who's this Gavin guy? I was like, just have him call me. Cause Andy was like, what do I do here? Andy uh, was waffling. I almost had him. And then you had to get involved. That's right. <laughs> and so he brought a big, his almost his entire team, big check. Because I think what, by that point you had internalized it enough to say like this, this is an investment that's going to pay for itself 10 times over. Yeah. What I know, Jeff came. What was the convincing you had to do? How did you get everybody on board? How quickly did that happen? Well, thankfully, like me and Jeff, right, wrote the check, so everyone came along, right. Yep. And it's six of us at the time. Now we're we have eight advisors, and two of our new advisors just came to your last class and loved it. Yep. Um, so I mean, we're we're using it as like if we're hiring an advisor, they're going through that that program because it just 
man, it just forwards their progression in the business so fast because yeah. they're just, you know, just, I can't teach them all the things that y'all can teach them two days. Y'all already perfected it. So let's just let y'all do it. Yep. But, uh, but it's funny. We have our two day annual meeting and then we, we operate off attraction of or us and we're all sitting around. I remember the table we're sitting around and I'm telling them what we're, what we're going to do basically in 20 days or 25 days, whatever it was. And they're like, this is stupid. Like, what are you like? We, no one's going to pay us for this. Like, what are you thinking? <laughs> And I'm like trying, I'm like arguing with them. Like, no, 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 this is like going to really work. This is going to be great. And I really think as a team, we use it as like, Hey, let's just go hang out in Nashville for a couple of days, like just get away. And then the team just, you know, while you're there, the magic happened. But I think really, I was just like, Hey, we're just going to get away eventually and use those little vacations. So. Yeah, we try. And then we've just experienced now with hundreds of advisors that I'm pretty confident. Like if I can get you in a room with me for two days, like you're, you're leaving different, like yeah. we're going to disrupt something. And, you know, the goal isn't like, how do you make small tweaks to your practice? It's how do we redefine it? And what's, what's amazing. And you're, we reference you at different times at events and podcasts without always sharing your name. Yeah. But you guys did like 40,000 of fees in your first year while you were kind of trying to figure it out. Yeah. And then what, what happened in the next, was it like eight weeks or four months? So this is January 23. Mm-hmm. We came to see you at the end of January. And uh, we did like 40-ish thousand in fees in 22. Mm-hmm. And that was basically all my production for that. Because I, I was the only one that had really started. No one else had really started doing it. The team goes through the the program. And then we collected uh, almost 200. But on retainer, on a monthly basis, because we're adding them throughout the year, was a little bit over 300,000. Goodness. Um, and in the past, we're... Were those clients you wouldn't have even had a shot at, or those were people you were already going to meet with and try to do business with? What was the breakdown of these are new people because we're we new see people differently? It's I man, if you could crack the code of going back to old clients, I don't. I, we haven't not cracked that code, and it it definitely it helps the engagement with old clients because I give a better product or service to those clients because I'm I'm doing better planning by going through that event. Yep. For them, or I find that I'm, I'm giving better ideas and strategies. And I'm just like, look, they're they're like household clients. They've been with this forever. I'm not going to try to get them to pay a fee. You know, just just leave them better than I found and, and it'll all come back, right? Yep. But these are all new engagements and just the the effect that that's had of referrals and call-ins has been tremendous. So it's all been new clients. So that's that's six figures and growing. Uh, yeah, you know, no doubt you guys will be mid to high six figures of that vertical alone. And then whatever you, your number is, that's what we're trying. We're trying to do at least yeah. a dollar. One dollar yes. <laughs> and one dollar. Yes. <laughs> Eight <laughs> versus one, Stin. What I think some hatred head trash is is what happens to your AUM or insurance business. Uh if you're comfortable sharing numbers, I know you've shared it with me, but hey, what what has happened to your AUM business and insurance business while you've grown this new vertical? Yeah, so 22, 2022, we did around um, 100, and I think it was 103 million gross new assets to the firm. And in 23, we did 111. So AUM grew um, 8 million. And my main goal for 23 was like, hey, we did 100 million for the first time. Let's just do it again. Let's not be the guys and gals that like do it. And then like we do 50%, right? And so I, for me, growth of that number is like, that's one of the things I'm most happy about for last year. And uh, insurance has gone, it's, it stayed about the same. It's it's reduced a little bit, I would say, uh, but it's close. Um, but 
this year, you know, the first month that's gone up a little bit because of a state, some estate planning cases we've done. Nice. And just like those things have like finally, you know, insurance takes forever. It feels like too. So, so if somebody uh, said that'll all take out. If somebody said, Gavin, I don't want to do fee-based planning. And then their main reason why is because it'll take away from AUM or insurance. You would say they're crazy. Yeah. No, right. just, yeah. Person. I mean, I will say they're not crazy because I had the same fear. We all have that fear definitely as we're going into this. Yep. Um, so they are not crazy, but they will look back 12 months from when they start and they'll say, man, that was like, that was head trash. And I should have just like did what Stin said. Yeah. Nice. What's the, what's the worst thing that could happen if you even borrow my confidence and your confidence of wait, people will pay me for my time and ideas. There, there actually, there's a demand in the market for that, that we're not out there like tricking people that there are people that are paying it happily and want to keep paying it because yeah. the more traditional model maybe doesn't work for them now, or they just don't like it at all in general. Yeah. What, what would you kind of say to the people trying to make that transition? Well, I'd say, even if the transition to charging for your advice doesn't go as well as you thought it would, you're absolutely going to become a better advisor. Nice. Like yeah. there's just something that happens to you when someone writes you a check to deliver the value that you promised that you would deliver in that engagement. And so the level of professionalism, the level of advice, and we all tell ourselves before we start doing this, well, I'm doing, you know, I don't need to do that because I'm delivering the best advice. And it's like, maybe not. Why don't you test it out? So I just think, like, go through your event. Don't even charge for advice and see how much better you'll be. Yeah, uh, yeah. I know I mean, we, we have advisors say just my first couple meetings are are better and more intentional, and more valuable. And yeah. I, and I still get the business I would have wanted to, but like my, my reputation is changing because yeah. I see myself this way. Yeah, I I distinctly remember a business owner meeting right after your event. And we whiteboarded like four new things. And he was like, what the hell happened to you? Because, you know, he's been a client. I mean, a seven-figure <laughs> client for a long time. And, you know, it's like the same old, like, here's your account. And, you know, and then now I was like, well, I'm just going to give it to him, you know. And I'm not charging him for the advice. I'm just, look, he's already paying us a fee, but let me be better for him. Yeah. And I mean, he he said to me, he's like, man, that was way better than it's been in the past. <laughs> Have you noticed uh, that your wardrobe changes as your confidence goes up? Yeah, definitely. Uh, <laughs> When's the last time you wore a hoodie advisor? So <laughs> I have five of these shirts and jeans. Uh, I just don't like thinking about it, but that's funny. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I had jeans in my another little. Yeah, I don't. I'm not dressing up for anybody. <laughs> not bashing anybody that wears suits. Respect for sure, but uh, no respect. <laughs> so, so within that, I think what I'm hearing you say is there's part of it to where there's any doubt in your mind that this doesn't work or it's not the future. My hope is, is that with what Gavin's already shared, that it piqued your curiosity enough to say, of all the things I could look into and try to improve, this is worth exploring. Uh, one, to increase just confidence, the way I interact with clients, the way I communicate my value, but also there is money you are leaving on the table. Because I remember as a young advisor, I was meeting people I couldn't sell anything to. And I look back, I'm like, that person, that person, that person, like would have all paid me 2,500 bucks, 3,000 or more for my time and ideas and guidance. And and so you're leaving that on the table as an advisor now if you're not adopting this model. But I think realizing even on your own, it's a healthy six-figure income stream. Yeah. But if you, as you build your team, if you can build it into your culture, I think you're showing all of us what the potential of that is. Yeah. Yeah. I, 
man, that like one thing you talk about in your event is just like the the probability of someone needing our services if we're not doing fee based planning versus the the portion of people that need our services if we add fee based planning. And it's like how many clients did I get last year that I mean, there's just no opportunity. Sure. You know, they're not willing to put money in the market because they're a real estate guy or gal. They don't need insurance at the moment and they don't want to talk about insurance. Yep. So like, and then you're attracting people to you that you never would have attracted before. Yep. Yeah. I think even if you're an advisor and your, your, your superpower is insurance. Like I know advisors like that, that all do joint work with sometimes because like they just work with huge companies and this is their one thing they do. Like, I'm not going to try to be an expert at everything. Yeah. There's also something about what is your first impression to somebody? And is it about ideas, generous sharing? Your solution could end up being, hey, this is my specialty. This is the thing I do best. Mm. But but all of us need to learn to position ourselves differently, I think. Um, then how do I ask questions without telling them exactly what the end goal is? And then, oh, surprise, it's an annuity or a mutual fund or an insurance because that's all we have to offer at the end of the day. Right. Uh, so I think all of us can level up in that context. Totally agree. All right, brother. I appreciate you. Uh, We're having you on again, so we're going to keep diving into this, but uh, we'll talk soon. All right. Sounds good. I'll see you soon.